The following talk was given by Bear Gokon Bonabakar at Zen Mountain Monastery. Gokon is a senior monastic and dharma holder in the Mountains and Rivers Order. He serves as director of operations at Zen Mountain Monastery and also helps run the National Buddhist Prison Sangha. This talk, like all of our talks, is given free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about our various programs, visit us online at zmm.org. Thanks for listening. This is from Robert Aiken Roshi. Attention is the essence of our practice, the teaching of all our ancestors. Incomplete attention is diffused, and from there you wander into your old cycles of preoccupation. Come back to your sharp attention. This is the way of intimacy. Without attention, there can be no intimacy. Aiken Roshi was one of the first American Zen teachers. He taught in Hawaii mostly. He was a lay teacher. A couple of his books were some of the first books on Zen. Um, some of the first books I, I encountered, found them helpful. And last week I spent a little bit of time with another one of his books, which is called Encouraging Words. And so these are encouraging words, encouraging us to explore this way of intimacy. Attention is, is the essence of our practice, the teaching of all our ancestors. And so this simple practice of zazen is the teaching of all our ancestors. We look at the Buddha's teachings on meditation this is what he taught. They're very similar to the instructions that we give here. The practice of mindfulness, of awareness, of cultivating, developing attention. Attention to our breath, attention to our body, and all that we experience in our body. Attention to our mind, all that arises in our mind. Attention, just attention. Soen Roshi, who was one of Aiken Roshi's teachers and also one of Daito Roshi's first teachers, said, Zazen is not a difficult task. It is a way to lead you to your long lost home. Why does Zazen sometimes seem so difficult? Where is this long lost home of ours? In talking about meditation, there are some different terms that we use, that we hear. And so Ikin Roshi talks in these lines about attention. Sometimes we talk about concentration mindfulness, awareness, alertness, watchfulness, presence. In Zazen, we're offered the instruction to concentrate on our breath, to make the breath the object of our awareness, to bring all of our awareness to the breath, focusing our attention on one thing, on the breath. 
And so sometimes these terms are used interchangeably. But to hear in this, that here we're talking about bringing attention to one thing, developing the ability to do this, to concentrate, to concentrate the mind and develop stability of mind, developing the power of concentration, samadhi, which is the teaching of all our ancestors. Concentration, stability, this is the way that we enter. Ikan Roshi offers an alternative term in talking about concentration. He suggests and uses investment, which I thought was interesting and helpful. What is it to be completely invested in your practice, invested in the breath? We continually, we can continually develop concentration, learn to be more and more invested, more fully invested. Ikan Roshi says, incomplete attention is diffused, and from there you wander into your old cycles of preoccupation. When the mind is not fully invested, when our attention is not complete, the mind wanders. We know this. Our attention wanders off into the past, wanders off into the future, wanders off into fantasies and worries, hopes and fears. And so we're called to remember our intention when our mind wanders off. What is our intention? Intention. That during this time, we're going to keep our awareness with our breath. To be present and invested in our breath, in stability. And so this is what mindfulness means, is this remembering. Remembering what our intention is, what our practice is, remembering to return. An old worthy said, just as your body should remain on your seat, your mind should remain in your body. In order to be mindful, our mind has to be present in our body, consciously present in our body. Awareness throughout the body, aware of sensations, aware of sensations, but not doing anything to them, not cultivating particular sensations, looking for particular sensations, not trying to change them. Your body should remain on your seat and your mind should remain in your body. Body and mind on your seat, where else could they be? And yet, Sean said this morning, so many ways that we depart, that we go somewhere else, that we leave. Where could we be but inside of our own experience? And yet, 
We divide ourselves in so many ways. So your body should remain on your seat and your mind should remain in your body. This is helpful encouragement. Is your body fully on your seat? Is your mind in your body? Are you present in your body? This is something to consciously cultivate in our meditation, to bring awareness into your body, to feel your whole body, feel into your whole body. so that you know that and can return to that. And so in Zazen, returning to the breath and returning to the body, the whole body, returning to be fully present in the body over and over again, stabilizing the mind in the body. He says, incomplete attention is diffused And from there you wander into your old cycles of preoccupation. Wander into our old cycles of preoccupation. So important to see this. This is the awareness, watchfulness. When we drift away, where do we go? Seeing where we go. What is it that pulls us? What's happening? Why can it seem so hard to stay, to stay, to not wander off, not get caught up? And so this awareness is seeing where you go. Seeing what's taking you away. And that's important to see that, to see where you go. That's seeing yourself, seeing your own cycles of preoccupation. This is seeing the mind. Aiken Roshi suggests that preoccupations are feelings that something is missing, that our preoccupations are feelings that something is missing. What is missing? What do we think will make us whole? We should study this. Is this true, what he says? Is this true for you and your mind? Are your preoccupations, feelings that something is missing? Are they you going and looking for something? Looking for what? What do you find? Is it what is missing? Is it satisfying? In a Tibetan teaching that I've been studying, it says, do not prolong the past. Do not beckon the future. Rest evenly in cognitive lucidity that is without conceptualization. More encouraging words more simple, direct instruction. Do not prolong the past. Do not beckon the future. 
One of the things that Daida Roshi used to say over and over again was the past doesn't exist any, anymore. It's already happened. It doesn't exist. The future hasn't happened yet. It doesn't exist. But these are the places where we go. Our preoccupations live in the past or they live in the future. And when we turn to the past, what do we find? What are we turning to? Why do we turn to the past? Is there some form of excitement that we're reliving? Some pleasure that we're recreating, revisiting? Is there some regret that we're returning to? Why? What are we doing with it? And in this teaching, they're saying whether it is some form of excitement or some form of regret, whatever it is that we're turning to in the past, it's creating agitation in the mind. Saying the past is past. Why are we prolonging it? And this is not to say that it's not helpful to think about the past, to learn from our past, to learn about ourselves from understanding our past, things that have happened. It is helpful, can be helpful. And sometimes in zazen, in the relative quiet of our mind, we may have a sort of insight into something from the past, some understanding about ourselves. It can be helpful. But this is not our purpose in zazen, to reflect, to relive, to go back into the past. Not what we're, we're pursuing. It's something we can do later off the cushion. Maybe bringing the clarity of mind from our zazen into a different way of working with our mind, different way of studying. So here on your seat in zazen, to let go of the past, let it be, put it down. The excitement, the regret, relax the mind, relaxing that agitation, allowing the mind to settle there. Beckoning the future is simply our imagination. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Why is it that we spend so much time in the future? How it might be so much time in our hope. There is necessary thinking about the future. Planning and lists and all the things we need to remember. and, And it will be waiting for you. And trust, if it's important, it will, it will, you will remember. And so, to let go of this future, put that down, relax the mind. This Tibetan teaching says, letting go of thinking about the past, letting go of thinking about the future, rest evenly in cognitive lucidity, that is without conceptualization. 
Rest evenly. Rest evenly in full attention without thinking about it. There is no need to think about it. Aiken Roshi says, come back to sharp attention. There is just the breath, just your practice, just right here, just awareness. And to hear what's offering in these two, offered in these two teachings, sharp attention, rest evenly. Are these different? How do we find our way to just right here? And we find our way back to our long lost home. He says, come back to sharp attention. This is the way of intimacy. Without attention, there can be no intimacy. What is this way of intimacy? He's not just talking about having a clear, quiet mind. What is it to be intimate with what we encounter in our mind? When a thought arises, can we just see it? When a feeling comes into our body-mind, can we just meet it, just feel it? Just meeting all that arises. Learning that we don't need to fight or turn away or cut off. Get away from discomfort. Don't need to stop anything that's coming up. Allowing ourselves to feel, even when it's uncomfortable, and maybe particularly when it's uncomfortable, to just allow yourself to meet that, feel that, directly. To be very close, to stay with, it can be very gentle. We can learn that instead of the fighting that we're used to, the cutting off that we're used to, the avoiding that we're used to. To meet directly and when we're able to let go, to let pass. Also very gentle, just releasing, just not involved, just not perpetuating, just not fighting. Letting go, letting pass. We all have aspects of ourselves that are uncomfortable, that we may not be at peace with, that we're in conflict with, avoiding in some way, wanting to change. Maybe I'm just like waiting for them to change or go away. And if we let them, they will arise, we will meet them. If we're sitting with awareness, if we're sitting openly, not cutting things off, it's all there sitting with us. We don't need to go digging around or looking, bringing things up. Can trust that we'll see what we need to see. just sitting in full attention.
Bacon Roshi says, speculation, planning, remembering, and fantasizing. These are the things that deprive you as you sit there on your cushion. Deprive us of what? In my experience, there's a a continual process of in developing stability and developing concentration and learning to trust that, to put faith in tranquility and stability rather than the preoccupation, thought, distraction. Something we have to learn and continue to learn to put our faith in this way of intimacy, to enter this way of intimacy again and again. Aiken Roshi's temple was called Kokoan. And in these encouraging words, he, he says that that means temple right here. The temple right here the temple of right here. What is right here? You are your own body and mind's temple right here. You allow your body and mind to be the temple right here, to be right here. That is the teaching of all our ancestors. That is the way of intimacy. Thank you for listening. To find out more about ZMM's programs, retreats and residency, please visit us online at zmm.org.